two days i actually didn't think about it at all today but i thought about it yesterday yeah yes and how much you loved it uh i didn't hate it i don't know why you feel like it was the worst rom-com because i would not say that it was the worst rom-com i think i would just rather watch like all of our other rom-coms before this yeah but why because this was just stupid nonsense the whole time uh, it was compared like, to go compared to ghost of girlfriend's past okay at least like that there was like a point and like a like the whole idea of ghost of girlfriend's past was like understanding his character and like bringing him from point a to point b this movie was like hey you made a mistake here's like 45 minutes of people trying to one-up each other with a prank so that they could win money that suddenly loses its value and then seemingly overnight they decide that they're in love okay but you know you you recall in ghost of girlfriend's past condoms literal condoms fell from the sky caitlin this movie has two of my favorite actors actor actresses this movie has numerous jokes about how men are stinky and gross. <laughs> and Cameron Diaz is perfect. Because she they don't is perfect. they don't compare her it's Cameron like, Diaz this movie, is perfection. <laughs> this movie is Hashtag like goals. This movie is like Oh, Cameron Diaz, she has her life together and she's perfect. Everybody else is a stripper. That's right. Or her best friend. Right. <laughs> that is that is the amount of depth that women are given in this movie. It's Cameron Diaz. She is flawless. So that's not really how I wanted to start. I wanted to ask you how you felt about being back after you took your big test. And now that we have like all this free time to actually like devote to the podcast. All the movies. All the movies. It is very exciting. We've watched one movie. <laughs> no, we watched that movie with my dad. We watched Twenty Eight Days Later because we saw Ready yeah, or Not. Ready or Not, which was super good. Super it was way good. better than it had any right to be. It was very enjoyable. So if you like thrillers with a hint of murderous family, I still wanted them to get together in the end. But it's fine. I did too. I wanted him. Uh, well, that's like another podcast. That's like yeah. our good. We movie don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Uh, good movie date nights. <laughs> uh, but it's super exciting to have my movie partner back. It's so exciting to be back, and I'm not like subconsciously memorizing facts. I'm just here, present in the podcast. It's yeah. wonderful. And this week we're going to record two episodes. Yeah. Because we have a vacation coming up. That's right. We're getting our life together. What? We're going to start releasing these on a weekly what? basis again. It's you be you great. just jinxed us. Now we're not. Ugh, great. You know, the last podcast only made it to like 21 episodes. Oh. And we're on 19 <gasps> right now. Stop. <laughs> I promise I won't be a jerk like some people and run off and be with other women. 
you know, get another woman pregnant. Yeah. Even though you're married. For 10 years. Just abandon your friends and family. You're going to get me riled up. Stop it. I just got to get you really pumped for this movie. I am pumped because, okay. Can I go on a rant about Cameron Diaz? Let me introduce the podcast, (laughs) and then you can go on your rant. Thank you. This might be our longest introduction (laughs) to date. No one even knows what we're talking about. And I guarantee you at least one person turned off the podcast. They're like, what are they even saying? They don't even know. (laughs) Uh, So welcome to Bad Movie Date Night. Hey there. The only bad movie podcast that thinks any movie can be improved with Tom Hardy. (laughs) I feel like I needed to say that so we could like bring closure to the end of that joke. Uh, now it's at only going to make me want to go harder for it. Because at some point someone's going to say like, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to like download episode 50. And like, Where did this start? That, you got to go back to the beginning, bud. It all happened because Tom Hardy would make a really good. What was it? I'm going to make you remember. No, it's from that that movie in space, Jason. Which one? (laughs) Jason X in space. I am your host, Nigel, from ajourneyintofilm.com. And with me, as always, is Caitlin, who is looking for our cat right now. (laughs) Our cat's in the room. (laughs) I didn't know he was in here. He just wanted to share his thoughts on the movie. Salem loved the movie, guys. Just like me. No. I didn't love it, okay? All right. So this week we're talking about what happened in Vegas, or what happens in Vegas. Is it what happens or what happened? What happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. Can I just say, before you go on your Cameron Diaz rant, for a movie with Vegas in the title, there's very (laughs) little Vegas in the movie. That is true. There is a montage of Vegas. There is a montage, montage of Vegas. There's like a super montage (laughs) of Vegas. And like, I didn't even realize that they had gone back to New York when they were in that court hearing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, how did they get back there? But they just show us, boom, court hearing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you can go on your little Cameron Diaz. I just, I'm just saying, like, I like Cameron Diaz. I just feel like she's a very good actress. And she's very funny. She doesn't annoy me like a lot of other women. I think she's very, very comical. I think that she has a lot of talent as an actress. I think that she seems like a very genuine person when she's acting. And I just, like, she's, like, stunningly gorgeous. And she, I just, I like her. Everything that she's in. The Box, she did a phenomenal job in The Box. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, Sex Tape, a great movie. That is also going to be talked about on our podcast. That's not a bad movie. It has a very good view of marriage. Yeah, okay, the the message is fine. Yeah, and it's funny. But the rest of the movie is... No, it's fine. I think it's funny. It's, like, silly. I think it's... It's a good marriage movie. We're not talking about sex tapes on here. I refuse. I reuse. Cameron sex Diaz tapes or sex, sex tape. tape? Sex tape. But Cam- sex tapes would be a different. That's podcast. different. <laughs> different. Uh, no, Cameron Diaz is just great. Um, 
Um, she was in some older rom-coms that were also great. I don't remember. She, I mean, she did um, Fiona's voice in Shrek, which, you know, Shrek is pretty funny. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I have no complaints about Cameron Diaz. It wasn't really a rant. That I mean, just I, just, like a... I just want everyone to know that I think that she is great. Also, she hasn't been in anything since 2014. Yeah, she's doing something with her life. I, re- I heard about this. Getting it together? I mean, probably. I don't know. What is she doing? I, I don't remember. Ugh, now I have to look it up. Oh, what to expect when she's... Ex- when. Ugh, what to expect when you're expecting. That was a good movie. Completely forgot that she was in that. She was in that. Um, I didn't watch Bad Teacher, but she was in that. Um, The Box, which is super great. Um, the Holiday. We watched that with uh, Jack Black. I did not watch that. Yes, you did. I've never seen that movie. You never, you never watched The Holiday, where Cameron Diaz goes on a, a trip and um, oh, uh, and she goes out away. I don't know. I'm name. like ninety percent sure that that movie is also on our list of movies to watch for this. Podcast. Oh, um, it's very weird. Jack Black is a, is he's very serious in it. It's so it's a little bit of a different role for him. So that was kind of weird. I mean, we know that he can be serious. Gangs of New York. She's in that. Yeah, we need to watch that. Yeah. I just so, haven't had half a day to devote to it. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like she's she's freaking... Oh, she's in Being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. She's she, great in that. She is. She's in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. She's the TV reporter in that movie. She's mm-hmm. in My Best Friend's Wedding, which isn't that great of a movie, but I like her. Um, She's in The Mask. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's... I mean, I think that she is super talented, super gorgeous, and one of the most underrated actresses in Hollywood. And that was the conclusion of episode one of our <laughs> cast. All right. Thank you for letting me rant about her. I just find her enjoyable, and I don't find many women enjoyable, so I need to rant about those that I do. I also really enjoy Ashton Kutcher because not necessarily he's a good actor because he's not really that great. But as a human being, he's a very good human being. Yeah. So I appreciate that about him. And he seems very genuine. So I appreciate that as well. That's all. Yeah, he was uh, super chill on that episode of uh, uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yeah. Which, if you need a podcast recommendation, it's very funny. And he was on Armchair Expert with, um, oh, Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard. And he I got did. you, girl. Thank you. And he was really good in that. And Mila Kunis was on it as well. So they both did a good job. And they're so, like, nice and genuine. So what could go wrong with a movie with Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher? Everything. Everything. <laughs> This is this is the first rom com that I was begging for it to end. Ah. I I felt like this movie was forever long. It, it, okay, it did feel long. It did like towards the end. I was like, it's got to be over soon, right? Right. How long are they gonna fall in love for? You had the entire movie, and now you're gonna just like tack that on there at the end. Right. No, I mean it was long. 
It, yeah. Yeah. Also, I am determined in this episode to not confuse Lake Bell with Blake Lively. I will do that for you, so. Thank you. You're welcome. Because fun fact, this movie has a bunch of other people in it besides Cameron Diaz. Uh, <laughs> and Ashton Kutcher. They aren't it's the only people. It's got Rob Corddry and Lake Bell, which Lake Bell, we know from Over Her Dead Body. Of course. No stranger to this podcast. Rob Corddry, though, he's like, he's one of those guys that shows up in things, and I really enjoy him. He's most well-known for the Hot Tub Time Machine movie. Uh, he is in Warm Bodies. He is also in a lot of things. We just, uh, we're watching the show Happy Endings right now, and he plays um, one of the girls' bosses on it. I know. Uh, Jane's, Jane's boss. boss. But, uh, yeah, I can't remember his he's name. He's the uh, the car czar. Mm-hmm. So he, he just kind of shows up in things, and he's never bad. Obviously, he's a, uh, he's a typecast individual, so you know that he's going to play a specific type of character whenever he is in something. And I appreciated his inclusion in this. I enjoyed the side plot of him and Lake Bell. Lake Bell. Uh, him trying to like hook up with her and whatnot. The end credit scene with Lake Bell and him was hilarious. Oh, the end credit scene was my favorite scene of the entire movie. Both of them. I don't remember the other one. I just oh. remember Lake Bell's. We'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, this movie also has Jason Sudeikis, Zach Galifianakis for like a line and a half, Queen Latifah. Queen <laughs> Latifah. Kristen Ritter, Dennis Farina, and some other people. I don't know why Kristen Ritter was in this movie. I, I really like her, too, as an actress. I think that she is very funny and quirky, and I, like, but quirky and, like, not a Zoe Deschanel quirky, like, genuine, genuinely quirky, and I appreciate like it. Like a Hot Topic quirky? Yeah, I like that. Okay. I just don't know what she was doing in this movie. Oh, no, I, I don't, I have zero ideas and she was way too high of an actress to play the role that she played maybe she didn't have a big career at the time of this movie it's gotta be before don't trust the bee in an apartment 23 23 um oh yeah this is way before that yeah let's see this is before breaking bad okay this was before Twenty Seven Dresses. No, it was the same year as Twenty Seven Dresses. Okay. So that that kind of paints you a picture of what yeah. everybody's doing. You know, yeah. Queen Latifah. She went through her th- thing. That was weird. Yeah. Um, very weird. So let's uh, let's pull apart the premise of this movie for a second. Okay. Girl gets dumped. Type A girl gets dumped. Type A girl gets dumped. She, her whole thing, she's got this Marty McFly thing where when people say, oh, you're planning to plan, she's like, uh, no, I'm not, and feels obligated to prove that she can lighten up a little bit. Right. Which we all know if you're a type A, just be a type A. Just do it. Just be yourself, girl. Right. Don't let some man tell you who to be. Right. You know? That's right. So she gets dumped in the doorway of her boyfriend's apartment. 
as everybody is standing inside waiting to yell surprise oh, for yeah. his surprise party. I wrote about that. I so I was wondering like if that's a like almost like a rom com requirement. That, like, someone needs to get dumped. In front of a large group of people, but they don't know they're being dumped in front of a large group of people to, like, set up the premise of, like, they're get, they got to hook up with somebody else. Oh, yeah. How many movies does that happen? I feel like in? it happens in a lot. Because I'm thinking about when in Rome, when she thought that guy wanted to get back together with her. Right. Or thought that they were going to get engaged. I know I've seen it in other movies. I'm oh, pretty sure, sure it happens in he's, he's Just Not That Into You. You know what? You could probably name any rom-com. And it probably and would, is in that. It's probably in it, but I would also believe you. <laughs> I mean, it's a little funny. But, like, it's this not... This one was funny. But it, it kind of... It was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just because it was Jason Sudeikis. Like, he... Yeah. And this movie was kind of weird with him, because, like, he... He was funny sometimes, mm-hmm. but then I think they were trying to make him serious. Mm-hmm. But he's that... He's kind of like a Steve Carell type where he's better at being the serious guy that's not serious. Right. What What is that? The, there's a name for that, I feel like. I don't the know. The straight guy or The straight guy? Well, I don't there's think like it's that. A, there's like a thing. He's the know. guy. Yeah, he's the guy. So uh, I don't want to get like too deep into the plot just yet. I just want to pull apart how nonsensical this premise is. So she says, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me. I'm going to go to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Ashton Kutcher. The relaxed, surfer dude, chill mentality guy. Yeah, super chill, a.k.a. a characteristic of all New Yorkers. A.k.a. a characteristic of... Every Ashton character Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher plays. Yes. This movie should have also been called Kelso Goes to Vegas. <laughs> because more so than, uh, what was that other movie? Killers. More so than Killers, this seems like a continuation of Michael Kelso's life yeah. from that 70s show. Absolutely. He gets fired from his job because he's lazy. His dad's his boss. That's awkward. They play a basketball game. For his job. Yeah, that like was for weird. him to keep his job. Which, once you find out that it's a father and son thing, it makes more sense. Yeah, but it was still weird. But it was still weird. I feel like if they had given us that information before the game, it would have been funnier. Right. And less weird. weird. He says, I got nothing going on right now. Mm-hmm. I live in a crappy apartment and can clearly afford a trip to Vegas. That was what I was confused about. How he afforded that? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay. Because they're only in Vegas for a day, apparently. Yeah. So he and his buddy go to Vegas. Cameron Diaz and her buddy, Lake Bell. I'm going to say her name as many times as I can so that Smart. you know. They go to Vegas. Somehow, this this is, this whole movie, It this just occurred to me. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. This whole movie hinges on the fact that at the hotel <laughs> right their computers were down right and so they put both couples right i say couples but like both pairs in right. the same room right that's exactly what it it hinges on cuz otherwise who knows they might not have met 
Well, they wouldn't have met. They wouldn't have gotten those upgraded rooms. Right. They wouldn't have hung out together. Right. I mean, they don't really need the upgraded rooms to, like, make the movie work. But, yeah. Well, the, it's because they, like, did they got the upgraded rooms right, because, that they got all the VIP stuff. Right. Oh, because like, so they hung out. Right. Yeah. So, Ashton Kutcher, mm-hmm. crazy random happenstance, meets Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. They go super hard in Vegas in another early movie montage. Montage! Which, and then a montage within a montage, and your head explodes. Yeah, this is like Vegas montageception. Oh my gosh, so many montages. And as we all know, for longtime listeners of the podcast, and by long time I mean past couple episodes, all great rom coms have, have a, a breakup scene and a montage within 30 minutes of the movie starting. Yep. You gotta make them fall in love somehow. So they get drunk. Right. And they wake up married. Because all good relationships start with getting drunk. And you think to yourself, as you're watching this, and and you're in my shoes, and you don't know anything about this, oh, this whole movie is going to be about them learning to love each other now that they're married. And there's going to be some weird loophole or some weird reason why they can't get a divorce. You weren't wrong. Let's take it one step further. They're fighting in front of a slot machine. Let's back up a second. They meet at a breakfast table mm-hmm. where Ashton Kutcher and Rob Corddry are sitting together. They walk away together. Cameron Diaz and... And Ashton and, Kutcher. Right. To discuss this... Marriage. This marriage. Somehow between walking away and the next scene, she is now sitting at a slot machine. Right. Putting those quarters in the slots. Not getting anything. On a whim, as she is walking away from their fight, which the fights that happen in, the, in this movie do not understand what they're saying to each other. Could not follow what they're, what they're arguing about. I don't know. It seemed like the writers just went like, what do you think is a good line? Great, we'll add it. What do you think is a good line? Great, we'll add that too. Like, it was definitely... It definitely felt like one person writing both people fighting with each other, (laughs) but only having the voice of neither character. See, I feel like they just went to random people on the street and said, like, name something you would say in a fight. And they wrote it down and then just gave one set of lines to Ashton and one set of lines to Cameron. That's probably not too far off. (laughs) So he takes her last quarter, Mm -hmm. which... She leaves at the slot machine. Yeah, she walks away from the slot machine. At this point in the movie, also, we have established that he is an unlucky individual. I know. I was also confused by that. Because he is betting at work and he loses. Right. He bets a... The beer. The beer thing Mm -hmm. uh, that he can drink faster and he loses that. And when he's at the craps table... He says, oh, no, 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 I wouldn't no. bet on me. I wouldn't bet on me. Right. And Which comes back later as another line. It does oh, come back. Oh, look at that. When you play craps early in the movie, <laughs> it's like, it's Chekhov's crap table. So, inexplicably. Well, do you think it's because they got married? Like, it was a pass the luck thing? They did a very poor job of communicating that. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. also her quarter, so right. I don't know. So he puts the quarter in the slot 
win. Like she was losing, but they needed her quarter and his pull of the trigger to like win the jackpot. Sure. You know what? You could literally tell me anything and I would say, yeah, that's probably what they were thinking (laughs) they were saying. (laughs) He wins $3 million. Right. She decides she wants to be married to him. Because he won $3 million. Because he won $3 million. Yes. Already foundation of a fantastic marriage. We've got... Money and alcohol. Late night drinking. (laughs) Alcohol. And gambling. Right. And money. Right. Cut to New York. They are trying to get a divorce, but they are fighting over the money. Because it was her quarter. Because it was her quarter. He pulled the slot. Right. Both lawyers give valid excuses. For some reason, she's fighting to stay married, I think, to keep the money. I'm not sure, like, because they're married, they have to, it's not really clear. Either way, this judge says, you're not taking marriage very seriously. I'm going to sentence you to six months of marriage, (laughs) and at the end of that, then we'll decide who gets the money. Right. And they have to, like, go to to counseling, counseling. and Mm -hmm. those are, like, weekly, or those are, like, the checkups for the court. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they try it, then, like, they split the money evenly and they get their divorce. Right. That is the premise of this movie. So suddenly it doesn't become about two people who find themselves married to each other. It's two people who are fighting over money Mm -hmm. who just happen to accidentally be married to each other. Right. And this movie is called What Happens in Vegas. Yes. Which is a very clever play on the old marketing campaign, What Happens in Vegas Stays in Vegas, because clearly what happens in Vegas... Doesn't stay in Vegas? There we go. I was really hoping that like but, you'd, you'd be like on my train. Yeah, so. but like I just didn't feel like that was a good name for this movie. What Happens in Vegas? Oh, you mean the one scene? They should have called this movie Accidentally in Love. Oh, I bet that's the name of another rom-com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now. <laughs> go on a tangent. Okay, so also I just want to talk about, because you flew through a lot of that, so I just want to talk about uh, the scene where Cameron Diaz and Lake Bell go up to their hotel room, and the hotel had an issue with the um, computer system, so they booked Cameron Diaz and Lake Bell and Ashton Kutcher and his friend all in the same hotel room. So Cameron Diaz and Lake Bell are in the hotel room. Cameron Diaz is showering. I don't know what Lake Bell's doing, but she's half naked. And um, Ashton Kutcher is on one side of the room at the bar pouring drinks. And his friend goes into the bathroom and sees Lake Bell. And she sprays him with, like, hairspray or something in his eye. And Cameron Diaz is in the shower. And they're all screaming and running around and... Ashton Kutcher's like, you scream like a girl. And then he walked in and found out that there were two girls in there. And the two girls start jumping on them and hitting them. And meanwhile, Ashton Kutcher is wearing one of those, what do you call those things? The feathery things? I don't know what they're called, but like like sometimes people who strip wear them. Oh, a boa? A boa. A feathery boa. And... And Cameron Diaz is like, wait, 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 wait. It's okay. It's okay. They're gay. Oh, yeah. You couldn't say that joke today. You could not say that joke today because it's very stereotypical. But anyway, um, then then Ashton Kutcher is like, no, we're not. And then they jump off and they run downstairs. And 
Cameron Diaz says to the hotel worker, which, like, this might be the worst hotel worker in all of Vegas. Like, you feel like if you work at a hotel in Vegas, you better have some balls because these people are scam artists because they're coming there to gamble. And then literally all she does is say, like, you better give us rooms. And I know you're going to say that you can't, but I know that you can. So I can just go ahead and upgrade us to the best suite in the, in the hotel and do it now. And he's like, okay, I'm scared of you, so I'll do whatever you want. Like, worst employee ever. But then Ashton Kutcher goes up to him and is like, look, sorry about my woman. She's on her period. Like, she'd be crazy. And he just gives him a whole ton of VIP stuff. And I'm like, worst hotel worker ever. He would get fired. Keep in mind, the computers did go down. Okay, I really don't think that's a reason to give out all this free stuff. Well, probably right. Um, pause on what happens in Vegas for a second. Okay. Because I just found a movie that sounds amazing. Okay. It also sounds like it might be great for this podcast. Great. It's called Accidental Love. So pretty close. Pretty close. A small-town waitress gets a nail accidentally lodged in her head. What? Causing unpredictable behavior that leads her to Washington, D.C., where sparks fly when she meets a clueless young senator who takes up her cause. But what happens when love interferes with what you stand for? Interesting. Starring Jessica Biel, Jenny Gulley, Beverly D'Angelo, James Marsden... Bill Hader, Kirstie Alley, Kurt Fuller, Tracy Morgan, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Who's that? Who's who? That's James Marsden. Oh, he looks like, um... If you say the guy from Westworld, it is the guy from Westworld. No, stop. He looks like the guy from, um, Silver Linings Playbook. Funny you should mention that. It's not Bradley Cooper. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also want to say that this has Catherine Creener, Paul Rubens in it also. Okay. This was directed by David O. Russell, who directed Silver Linings Playbook. What? All right. That's it. We're watching it. It's also got James Brolin in it. We should also watch Just My Luck. Oh, yeah. That's on our list for Sherzies. Do you know what that is? That's that one with uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan. You yeah. told me about it. She kisses mm-hmm. the guy and gets the luck and yeah. they pass it this back and forth. This is what this movie reminds me of. Where they like pass the luck back and forth. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, only in that one scene. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you, when that was happening, did you think, oh, this is just like Just My Luck? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I watched too many rom coms. Um, I don't think that we really need to discuss the legality issues in sentencing a couple to six months of marriage counseling. Yeah, that's not a real thing. In order to keep money. That's not a real thing. I feel like that falls under the cruel and unusual punishment clause, but what do I know? I'm not a lawyer, and Rob Corddry is also a terrible lawyer, (laughs) so that's a convenient plot point. Um, Can we talk about how when Ashton Kutcher won the money at the... uh, at the slot machine in Vegas, they had a check already made with his name on it. I know. 
it was like a second later. They're like, look at this giant check that we have just for you. Right. So uh, that's not real. No. What is real in this movie? What is real? Nothing. This movie goes jumps through so many nonsensical plot holes. It is ridiculous. Uh, so I definitely thought that they were still in Vegas when they were in the courtroom. I just thought to myself, why are they incapable of getting a divorce in Vegas of all places? Because that seems like the place where you can get an instant divorce if you also a two night things. of drunken stupidity. Can you get married when you're drunk? In Vegas, I think you can. Do you need a marriage license? Do not know the answer to that question. Can't it just be annulled? <laughs> Tell you what, you Google this for <laughs> next podcast, and we will discuss it in not I mean, a whole lot of detail. I don't really care that much. I was just saying, like, I feel like those would be my first three questions. Could we even really get married in Vegas? Do we need a marriage license? And can this be annulled? I don't know. I think, can you only annul a marriage if, like, you haven't consummated? That's what I'm not sure about. I'm not sure how annulments work. Is it if you haven't consummated it or if you, if it has, like, a certain length of time? I'm not sure. I think there's a time period associated with it. Yeah. So, and how do you prove that you really consummated the marriage? I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, a good thing that we know nothing about divorce (laughs) proceedings or if it's a bad thing. I feel like, why would you need to know that? Yeah, but, like, maybe we should know this if we're like, oh, that's nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It could be completely reasonable. (laughs) Maybe Judge just can send you the six six months of marriage. Yeah. Do you like how his name was, like, Judge Whopper or something like that? Yeah, that was funny. That was as good as uh, her boss's dick bang her. Dick banger? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard banger. Dick banger. So your name is Dick Banger? Oh, poor writing. Poor writing. Yes. Oh, let's talk about that for a second. So this movie was directed by someone who has directed multiple episodes of the show Victoria, which is considered to be, like, a really good show. Um... He's directed a lot of, like, TV stuff. He also okay. directed the Miley Cyrus movie, So Undercover. So Well. <laughs> yeah. But this movie, surprisingly, the, let's, let's keep this in mind. This is her second feature. Okay? So okay. we'll give it a grain of salt. Dana Fox, who we should know from recent movies, such as Isn't It Romantic or How to Be Single... Don't know either of those. Isn't it romantic? That's that one that we wanted to watch. With oh, with Rebel Wilson? Wilson? I want to watch where she's that. she's like wakes up in a romantic yeah. comedy. Yeah. That looks so funny. She also wrote Couples Retreat with Vince Vaughn and Malin Ackerman. Which, I'm pretty sure I watched that movie. Yeah. I do not enjoy Vince Vaughn. He is not one of the many actors I enjoy. I like him in serious roles. I don't even really love him in serious roles. He did good in true... He's not bad. Like, he's not a bad actor. He's, like, not Tom Hardy, but he's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Getting back to... I feel like we've talked about more movies than we've talked about 
what happens in Vegas. Well, okay, because this whole movie, like, we could have a... We could spend more time talking about other movies because really the conversation surrounding this movie is, mm-hmm. hey, remember when he took the door off the off the bathroom so that yeah. he could get in there? Hey, you remember that one time he peed in the sink? Hey, you remember that one time that... I don't even remember half he the crap that she does. He put his boxers in the bottom of her bed. Oh, my gosh. That was actually the worst one for me. Um, Not yeah. the peeing in the sink? No. That's surprising. <laughs> I don't know why, but putting the boxers in the bottom of the bed gave me, like, ick, ick, ick. Yeah, and her, like, her whole thing He is, also put, like, adrenaline pills in her smoothies. Yeah, but that was later. That was when things escalated. <laughs> too far, too far. Well, I mean, she maybe kind of started it oh, by for sure. having all of those girls come over. Oh, no, I don't think that was too far. I think she was playing into, like, what she thought would get him. I thought it was too far when she called his parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he retaliated by going to her ex-boyfriend, yeah, ex-fiance. Yeah, which is also equally as bad. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other stuff she did. I know she did I feel the- like she just, like, stayed in the bathroom and yelled at him for not putting the toilet seat down. Yeah. She threw oranges at him. She threw oranges at him. But that's because he said that their counseling session was canceled. Yeah. So. There's like a whole chase scene where they're like fighting each other to get to counseling. And the weird thing about that is they stumble into the room. Still fighting. Still fighting as if they're not in the building. So you might as well just both go up to your counseling appointment. Right. Right. Like, and you didn't need to climb over that wall either. Ridiculous. He gets hit in the face and tries to accuse her of abusing him. Yeah. That okay, was probably I, one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah. And I don't... Why did she have the video recording of it? Because she's not actually working. She's just following him to see <laughs> what kind of nonsense he does to her. I really don't remember what she did to him, though. Apart Besides, from, like, like, the toilet seat thing and throwing oranges at him. Yeah. I guess nothing. Yeah. I Well, she just kind of, like, hogged the bathroom and complained about him smelling bad. Yeah, but that's not... That's not equal to what he did. I think, I think in, like, a weird sort of way... I think in a weird sort of way, he... He responded how a man would respond with retaliation, and she responded as a woman would respond with words. <laughs> And that's the takeaway that we're supposed to take from this movie. Women yell when they're angry, and men put adrenaline pills in your smoothies. Or take the bathroom door. Or take the bathroom. Which, okay, I feel like that was really a punishment for him because, like, she got to pee. Yeah. So she going to do it with the with or without the door. I mean, they were taking their relationship to a whole nother level before right. they were even in love. Right. That's so, insane. Yeah. So I feel like that was really not a good punishment system. Here's a question for you. Were you or any of your cousins or friends punished growing up by having their door taken down? No. Because I'm... 
feel like I'm like so certain that that happened to my cousin. I feel like it might have happened to Haley, actually, but I could be wrong. So, Haley, if you're listening, I I'm going I'm going to tag her in this post. She'll okay. be like, what the heck? And I'll be like, Haley, I gave you a shout out. Haley, if you're wrong, comment on this post and say, Keelan, you're an idiot. That did not happen to me. But for some reason, I feel like it happened to Haley or Gabe. But maybe I feel like not. it would happen to either of them. I don't know. Um, here's the other thing. I forget what I was going to say. So that's fine. It happened so, in Freaky Friday. It happened in Freaky Friday. Yeah. So they things really escalate right. when she says when okay somehow simultaneously Rob Cordry and Lake Bell discover a loophole in the law in which if they can if the spouse to either Ashton Kutcher or Cameron Diaz is unfaithful then they would default win all of the money. Right. Which it's terrible that this movie turns marriage into a contest. Let's right. just say that right now. That is horrible. So Cameron Diaz says, hey, slutty girls, go to my apartment with this bottle of wine and just see what you can get them to do. Right. And somehow Ashton Kutcher is dumb enough to think that these girls lock <laughs> their key, lock themselves out of their apartment right. with a bottle of wine and they just want to hang out with them. Right. And then how many, like, there were, like, seven, eight girls total? Yeah. And then, as if things weren't incredulous enough, he, they start having a pillow fight. (laughs) Which I don't believe is a thing that girls actually do. It's not. Also, why is it sexy? I don't know. (laughs) I've never understood that. You know what it reminds me of? What? It reminds me of girl fights at my high school. And that's scary. <laughs> Girls can be vicious. Right? Yes. Like, I don't want to fight a girl. That's no. scary. Especially if their weave comes out. Oh, God. You know it's going down. <laughs> I'm just saying. To tie this back into Ashton Kutcher, it reminds me of that episode of 70s show where Jackie and Donna are trying to prove that girls can play fight and it turns and into a real, real fight because girls can't play fight. Yes, accurate. I've never been to a slumber party in my life. Granted, I did not go to many, but I have never been to one where we had a pillow fight. Good to know. So. So Ashton Kutcher invites Rob Cordry over. Right. And says, there's all these cute girls in my apartment. And they're having a pillow fight. And Rob Corgi says, it's a trap. And they invite all of the most boring people over that they can think of. And then it turns into this huge party. And then you, Ashton Kutcher is like, well, my plan backfired. And Cameron Diaz is like, well, my plan backfired. And they both find themselves in the bathroom together. And they share a moment of honesty with each other. Here's a question. Here's an answer. Ashton Kutcher invited a bunch of, like, um boring guys over I guess I forget exactly what he called them but like Wall Street guys basically yeah. over and was like every time she like like just don't look at her every time she comes near you walk away don't make eye contact with her what was his ultimate end game in that he okay so he 
I don't know why. I don't know if he thought that like he was going to get her with like the same plan or whatever. Right. But he knew that she liked to be the center of attention and people find her impressive. And so by telling people not to talk to her, that took that away from her. Okay, so he, he didn't necessarily want her to hook up with them. Yeah. Okay. He just See, wanted I to thought he brought... take the power of the situation away from her. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Because I thought he like brought them over to see if she would cheat on him then with one of the Wall Street guys. No, and I think he I was, was like, just trying what? to uh, put water on the fire that, that she had started. That makes so much more sense. Yes. Got it. Okay. This is where we're introduced to Zach Galifianakis, and he is... Zach Galifianakis. He is Zach Galifianakis, but he's so wasted in this movie. Oh, absolutely. He has, what, four lines total? Yeah. I feel like he walked off the set of... Um, Bored to Death? Bored to Death, and like came in for a couple lines in this movie and walked back to Bored to Death. They probably filmed all of his scenes... In a day. In two days. Which is sad. He is very talented individual. Yeah. I'm proud of him. I like him. You go, Zach Galifianakis. You go. Um, yeah. So they connect on an emotional level, and you think there's some sparks flying. Because she tells him that that she felt like she had to be perfect for her ex-boyfriend because she never felt like she was good enough for him, right? Yeah. Okay. And then... Then there's, like, the whole thing about the, the counseling appointment, right? Yeah. But then, after the counseling appointment, Cameron Diaz calls his parents, like you said. Right. And they come over, and she's like, we're married. And they're like, you didn't know that you were married. And he opens up to her and says, don't tell them. I want them to be proud of me. Right. About what's really going on. Which is sweet. Yeah. And then he takes the ring her engagement ring that she had kept from her ex-fiancé and takes it to the ex-fiancé and kind of, like, gets him, puts her back on his radar, so to say. Right. And then that becomes a whole thing. And I honestly don't really remember what happened. Like, he, he goes to, a, like, a birthday party with her, and she runs into the boyfriend at the, the fiancé at the park, and then they go to the the retreat thing for her business and he like really impresses her boss mm-hmm. yeah like so she, they're at the family get together at the picnic or whatever mm-hmm. and she kind this is where she I think starts falling in love with him because she sees him as like this caring individual he coax, he coaches a little league's softball team like he's very active with the kids yeah and I think that she kind of starts to see who he really is and starts to develop feelings for him yeah and then he I think he's kind of like been having feelings for her like this like probably before her yeah I think like the bathroom yeah that was when he realized that she was a real person right and not just a robot yeah or something along those lines. Right. I think at one point he does call her a robot. Yeah. So. Does like a robot impression or something. Yep. <laughs> uh, then he like goes to her retreat thing, impresses her boss, because her boss is like, I didn't know that you were married. And she's like, yeah, I'm married. Because and- she's up 
for a promotion with the other girl, Connie. Yeah. And for some reason, her boss is basing the promotion decision on their spouses, but okay. You know, it's not the most unbelievable part of this movie. (laughs) They, so it goes really well. Mm -hmm. You can tell that there's some sexual tension from them because he helps her get undressed and she's wearing the bra that he said that she, that he said that he likes on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she finds out that he told the fiance about her or whatever and gave him back the ring and she's mad at him and then just gives him all the money and their divorce is granted. End of movie. Um, wait, after the work retreat, they go to court next? No, she, so she, okay, so there's like one scene after the work retreat where she gives the, I think... She gets the promotion and she gives it to Connie. She's running out from work and runs she, into the mm-hmm. ex fiance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And he's he's it, like, I have the ring, and she's like, How'd you get that? And he says, So and so gave it to me. And then she's like, Oh, I see what he was doing. And right, like realized that Ashton Kutcher had told Jason Sudeikis all of this deep personal stuff that she had shared. Right. And so then she goes to court and she's like, I don't want anything. Just yeah. give me the divorce. But in the process, she finds out that he started his own business mm-hmm. to build furniture. Right. Which, which is, caught her off guard. Right. And that's something that he was good at or something. Yeah. And then she disappears because she quit her job. Right. And he says, I got to go find her. And apparently there was some exchange about a lighthouse that I had Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I said, why is he going to get her at a lighthouse? Why is this picture of a lighthouse significant? Because remember, remember when they I were at li- the work I retreat? I literally don't remember. Okay, I'll explain it to you. I'm going to set the mood. It's dusk. The stars are twinkling in the sky. They're at a romantic valley there's flowers everywhere and there's a big fountain and she's wearing a beautiful gold dress and he's wearing a how do you remember what color her dress is it's very gold it's it's just stuck out so they're walking hand in hand and he said okay when was the last time you were really happy and she said Probably before my ex-fiance and my current job, I just moved to the city and I decided to be adventurous and I got on a ferry and I took it to the nearest lighthouse off shore of New York. And she said, I spent the whole day there. I watched the sunset. It was just a really good time. That was probably the last time I felt this happy and he said that's where that picture is from by your bed and she said yes so then when she moves out he finds that picture under the bed and he's like this was the lighthouse why is that picture under the bed why would she forget that she forgot it and it fell out and he finds (laughs) it and he finds it and he goes, this is the picture. So then he runs to Lake Bell and he's like, I need to find, what is her name? He's like, 
Alex, I don't know. Allison? I don't know. He's like, I need to find Cameron Diaz. Joy. Joy. That's right, because he says for a person named Joy, you're not very joyful. Why? Well, you should have remembered. <laughs> and so he says to Lake Bell, I need to find Joy. And she goes, look, dude. I don't really like you, but I kind of do like you. It was a very confusing speech. And she's like, I want to tell you where she is, but I, I legitimately don't know where she is. She's gone crazy. She quit her job. Like, I have no idea where she is. And he goes, thank you. I remember. And then he goes to the lighthouse and he finds her at the lighthouse. And he says, you know how many lighthouses there are off the shore of New York? And she says, no. And he said, eight. And he said five. Five. But. Whatever. And then he and then she was like, Oh, you found me. And then he asked her to marry him. That seemed a little too fast. He doesn't ask her to marry him. He says, Do you Again. want to stay married to me? Or no. You, yeah, he says he said something like, will you marry me again? Because it, again, was really paused and bel- delayed and stupid. Yeah, but you knew it was coming. Right. Like that kind of thing. Right. And maybe she says that she wants to stay married to him. I don't know. I don't know. That would have made more sense. Dumb. Uh, it was dumb. And then we get the credits, and then we get the two best scenes in the movie. <laughs> First one is Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz actually drunk for the actual wedding scenes that they filmed. Kind of funny. That was pretty funny. But it's also funny because you see Lake Bell and Rob Corddry <laughs> going at it with each other while she's fighting him off the whole movie. Right. And then, so there's this joke early in the movie that Lake Bell says mm-hmm. about uh, getting a bunch of people to go to Jason Sudeikis' house, mm-hmm. knocking on the door, and just, like, getting them right in the family jewels. Right. And whenever he's on the floor crying, and say, he says, why? Yeah, why? She says, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> and so in this last scene of the movie, we see her... And Rob Corddry go to his apartment, hit him in the family jewels, and he says, why? And she says, you know why. And they run off. That was pretty funny. That was my favorite part of the movie and arguably the only time I laughed. I laughed more than I should have in this movie. You definitely did. (laughs) I did not enjoy this movie. I didn't. Okay, I was enjoying it while we were watching it, and I really, like, so the next day I woke up and I literally was like, that was not a good movie, and so the only real reason I could, like, think that I liked this movie was honestly because of Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher. I thought they were funny. I thought that they had good chemistry together. I mean, like, that's the only reasoning I can find that I actually found this movie enjoyable because, like, you're right. The whole plot, everything was stupid. I think I really enjoyed those two actors, and I probably would watch them in anything. That's my justification. You know what? Don't have to justify anything. I feel like I do. I feel that judgment in your face. So we haven't done this in a while. This movie had a budget estimated of $35 million. Okay. Would you like to take a guess as to how much it grossed worldwide? At $35 million? Yeah. Okay, well, we have two big, big actor, actress in it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you got Jason Sudeikis. I don't know how it was marketed. If people thought he was going to be in it more or not, though. So, uh, it came out in 2014. 2008, but you're pretty close. Oh wow. Okay. 2008. Because this was before Killers, which was 2010. All right. 2008. And Killers was Ashton Kutcher's quote first serious role. Well, he was more serious than he was in this movie, so. <laughs> uh, okay. 2008. You got two big stars. But it's a rom com. How well do rom coms really do? I'm going to go with like 32. So you don't think it made its budget back? No. Worldwide? Yes. Do you want to change your answer? No. <laughs> Am I way off? Yeah, it grossed $219 million Okay, well, at least I was like, I didn't give it its budget back. <laughs> All right. I still said it was under, under gross. Yeah. Which it was, but, but it was you also way said it under gross. Yeah, it did, that didn't make its budget back. $219 million. Oh, versus 35 million. Yes, yes, that did. That definitely made its budget back. You got it. I was thinking it was 335 million. So, yeah, that movie made a lot of money. Yeah, there must have been nothing good out. Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. I mean, names. I would have watched it for them. <laughs> would you have paid the full price no, of the ticket? No, 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 no. <laughs> On the dollar scale, how would you have ranked it? I'm mad we spent uh, whatever we spent to rent it for this time. This is like go to the library and watch it or like you're stuck dog sitting somebody's house and like they have this movie for some reason and you're like, I'll just watch this because I feel like watching a rom-com. I'm not like, paying money for it. Is this the only movie that that person owns? <laughs> okay, well, this one time I dog sat for a family and I dog sat for them like a lot. Actually, it was cats, but whatever. And I cat sat for them like so many times that I went, worked my way through almost all of their movies. So it would be like if I watched all the ones that I wanted to watch and then I saw this one and I was like, I'll try this one. So it wasn't my first pick like when I was cat sitting, but it'd be close up there. I mean, would you rather watch nothing? Like, probably. I'm at a house by myself. It was scary. Turn I'm, on something. This sure is like before Netflix, else. okay? Okay, calm down. <laughs> Don't defend your decision. Uh, your face says I do. No. So how would you... Okay, so how would you improve this movie? Like, what would you do? What would you change to make this? I mean, so many things would have to be changed. To just even make it be remotely tolerable. It paints marriage in such a bad light. Yeah, I would fix that. Because this movie is like, like the the judge says a really good thing about, hey, marriage is the good and the bad. So let me sentence you to six months of fighting with each other. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's like he, he says that really positive thing, but then says... Uh, but then it's like, oh, but I'm going to force you guys. And doesn't he talk about how he's been married to the same woman for so many years, but he still wants to kill her or something? 
He says, I think he says, like, sometimes he wants to kill her. Yeah, so, like, I don't really like that. I don't think that is an appropriate picture of marriage, so. Could have done a tiny bit better. Yeah, so I feel like he would have to fix all of that. I would obviously keep Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher in these roles. Yeah, 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 that goes without saying. They did so good. What if his best friend, though, instead of Rob Corddry... Was Tom Hardy? Was Tom Hardy. <laughs> How in... Just, okay, like, I you, I know that that's, like, our joke at this point, but just think about how drastically that would change this movie. Tom Hardy and then her best friend instead of Lake Bell because she's But, like, like, the Black. joke is, like, she's still not interested in him. Yeah, but it could be that Kristen... Dang it, what's her name? Kristen Ritter. Ritter. Instead of Lake Bell? Yes. Because Kristen Ritter, I like her, and she was also underused. We didn't even talk about her in this movie. She's basically yeah, a yeah, hoe yeah. bag. Okay, <laughs> hold on. There is one thing that we need to address real quick. So Chris, this is how Kristen Ritter is introduced in this movie. Knock, knock on the apartment door. She's in a slutty Girl Scout costume. Cut to... It's not she's Halloween. She's putting her slutty Girl Scout costume back on. Right. Saying that she needs a key to the apartment. And he said, and she tells him that he is not boyfriend material. Right. Cut to she never appears in the movie ever again. Yes, she does. Except for two scenes. There's the one scene. The um, what's the one that I'm thinking of? The phone call. She's- yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. She's used for the phone call to trick Cameron Diaz into thinking that the counseling appointment was canceled. Right. But then she's also at their. Court hearing. court hearing at the <laughs> yeah. end. Let's let's keep in mind for their initial court hearing. Yeah, it is them and their friends, mm-hmm. and uh, Cameron Diaz's lawyer because Lake Bell isn't actually a lawyer. Right. The end court scene, everybody is there. Her, his parents. No, just his mom. No, his, his dad was there, there too. Okay. So his parents. Kristen Ritter's there. Kristen Ritter. Like everybody that we've like met. Like a callback. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis is sitting on Cameron Diaz's side. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Yes. Especially since Ashton Kutcher did not want to tell his parents what was going on. Right. And we never got anything to indicate that he did. No. So anyways, I guess like... I just don't see Kristen Ritter as being, like, the type of person that would hang out with Cameron Diaz. <laughs> she does kind of have that, like, alt-girl look to her. Right. So I would keep Lake Bell for that. Lake Bell is a better friend. I just feel like Kristen Ritter and Tom Hardy would be a good, like, well, matchup. Like, what, 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 how different would this movie be if maybe Kristen Ritter and Ashton Kutcher actually had some chemistry before they went to Vegas? Right. Like, what if, what if, first of all, this whole movie needs to take place in Vegas. Or don't call it this. Or don't call it this. Right. But, like, I'm thinking, like, oh, they're in Vegas. Like, Mm -hmm. Kristen Ritter shows up, and she's like, surprise, I wanted to be with you. And he's like, oh, surprise, I'm married. And then it's, like, a whole thing. That would be pretty good. Right? Yeah, I like that. So... That's actually as far as my thoughts are getting. No, I like that. I think that could have made it interesting. Uh, yeah, that could have made it interesting. I think the one flaw that this and all rom-coms have 
is that they don't do enough to build up the relationship over the course no, of the movie. No, are we supposed to just believe that a super-duper type A person and a super, like, relaxed, go-with-the-flow guy love each other and hook up? Especially in a movie where they go to mandatory counseling sessions. Right. We get no clue what those are like. No. Except for her just saying, like, oh, you showed up. Oh, he's claiming that you abuse him. Oh, you guys are lying to me, and now you're fighting. Right. It's dumb. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm not arguing. Mm-mm. Do you think they're gonna end up? They're gonna last? Do you think they're gonna make it this time? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think as long as they talk about the him giving the ring communication. <laughs> Crazy how that works. Uh, as long as they talk about Ashton Kutcher giving the ring to Jason Sudeikis, mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Because that was kind of like her final straw. Mm-hmm. They do not resolve that before the movie's over. No. No. Um, also, if she ever finds that letter in his jacket, he is SOL. Yes, but I'm pretty sure he got rid of that. Good. Because he was, I thought he was looking at it at the court, but I guess, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably gone. It should be gone. Movie magic. Movie magic. So, I think that is the only thing that could make it better. <laughs> yeah, just a couple little tweaks here and there. Yeah. Um, let's see, I would not put it that high up on the list. Between... Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass and Over Her Dead Body. Or above over Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass, but after Killers. After Killers? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I did not enjoy Killers. I would, I honestly I wanna, also didn't like Win in Rome. I honestly want to put, wanna it put this. Put it in number 11. I want to put this uh, just above the mag. You think Urban Legends Bloody Mary was better than this I movie? I would much ra- I would watch that a hundred times before I watch this one more time. Okay. You're crazy. You're crazy, crazy, crazy. Obviously we don't enjoy rom coms because they are pretty much all the bottom of our list. Well that and like the thing is that it's not like like their bad score is really high. Their rewatchability is usually pretty low, and their enjoyment level is also pretty low. Right. So they end up lower on the list for that reason. This is like, the lower it is on the list, it's like the more mediocre it is. Yeah. I guess if you're not going to let me put it in 11, I really want to put it in 12, but you're not going to let me do that either, so I guess number 13. Okay, so between Killers and Ghosts of Girlfriends Yeah, yeah. Okay. Although I would watch it before Killers. I just thought that Killers had better jokes in it than this did. Like the mom drinking? Yeah, like the mom drinking. Oh, that's where that one girl's from, too. Um, The girl from Happy Endings. Casey Wilson? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. I forgot she was When we started the show. I know, but my brain was full of facts then. (laughs) <laughs> full of facts. Yeah. You're, you have no more facts in your head. No more facts. They're all gone. Do you have anything else you want to say about this? Do you have any more soapbox you want to get on? Um, I can get on a lot of soapboxes, so I won't get on them tonight. But I would just say that 
if you got this movie from the library, you should watch it. Do not rent it. But if you get it from the library, go ahead and give it a watch. Maybe we're wrong. Tell us if you think that we're wrong. I want you to tell us that we're wrong. But we're not wrong. I mean, probably we're not. But tell us if you like it. What if it's your favorite rom-com? I want to know why. Okay. I want people to comment what's their favorite rom-com. Yeah. I also want people to subscribe to our podcast. Yes. And leave us a review. That's right. And tell us what you want more of and what you want less of. But leave it in like a really high star review because we read <laughs> all of them. That's right. Because we do this for you. Do it for you. And because it's a lot of fun. That's um, why I do I do not do it for anyone else. You do it for me. I do it for you and our marriage. That's it. Nobody else matters. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Journey Into Film. I've been thinking we need like a bad movie date night Instagram, but I already can't keep up with the Journey Into Film Instagram. I'm going to start posting on Journey Into Film, not tell you, and then you'll be like, who posts this crap? (laughs) Well, now that you told me, I'm going to know. And next week, and there's a story behind this choice, but for our next podcast, for next week, we're going to do the movie Alone in the Dark with Christian Slater. Did you tell me this? Yes. You were standing <laughs> in the kitchen cleaning dishes, and I said, oh, we're going to do this movie because I heard this director's really bad. Oh, oh, I guess I didn't catch the name of the movie. I heard the... Yeah. The act. Okay, okay. Yes. Alone in the Dark. Christian right. Slater. Yes. Stephen Durf. Tara Reed. Going to be great. Anything Tara Reed is, Reed is in is great fact um do you have anything else you want to say Mm, no subscribe to the podcast follow us on things comment about your favorite romantic comedy Mm -hmm. the movie for next week all right get out of here go live your life stop listening to us and we'll talk to you guys next time okay bye